attuning the the attitude, the view to to the way it is, to to Dhamma. Laying aside the habits of self-concern, self-interest, self-based motivation, attuning the heart to Dhamma, and beginning from that point. And from that place of mindfulness, of awareness, then there's the establishment of the quality of attention, bringing the attention to this point, this moment, and gathering the attention around the rhythm of the breathing, anapanasati. using the rhythm of the breath as a focus for attention to strengthen the mind's grounding in the reality of the present. There are many different uh, meditation objects that one can use, but uh, the natural rhythm of our own breath is the most accessible, most tangible, and easy to relate to for most people. Oh, at the, the beginning of a retreat time like this in these early days, then it's a skillful thing, a valuable thing to strengthen the quality of attention. And using the rhythm of the breath, which is always with us, always here, this is a reliable, well-established, effective reference point. The development of mindfulness of breathing is very closely associated with the whole four foundations of mindfulness. If you look at the Anapana Sati Sutta in the middle length discourses. It's completely aligned with the development of the four foundations of mindfulness. The Buddha's description of mindfulness of breathing is completely woven together, intricately, intimately woven together with the four foundations of mindfulness. I feel this is also very worthy of contemplation. It's a very comprehensive practice. It's not just one small technique that is uh, included as a, uh, a little part of one's meditation. But the way the Buddha speaks of it, particularly in that sutta, points out how vast, comprehensive, how applicable mindfulness of breathing is in many dimensions of of our practice, both in concentration, samatha, and in vipassana, the development of wisdom, insight. 
So let there be the inclining of attention towards the, the feeling of the breath. It's noticing the physicality, the movement of the body with the, the process of breathing. This is the kayanupasana, the contemplation of the body aspect of it. Just notice the, the changing nature of the body, the rhythm of the breathing in the chest, the air across the upper lip, wherever we feel it. Notice what the body does in the process of breathing. And the sensations that go with the breath, the Vedana aspect. Feeling the breath being long or short, cool and warm, comfortable, uncomfortable, constricted, expansive. The sensations of the body breathing. Which is warmer, which is cooler, the in-breath or the out-breath? How do they feel? Where in the body is it most easy to perceive the movement of the breath? In your belly, in your chest, your throat, your nostrils, across your upper lip? Where is it? Where do you feel the sensations of the breath most easily? And we can also investigate the, the breathing in relationship to the citta, the jitanupasana aspect. And with each of these sections of uh, the, uh, the Buddha's teaching on mindfulness of breathing, he goes into various different aspects, the physical side of it, the feelings side of it. When he speaks of the the mental side, the jitanupasana aspect. It's not a matter of thinking about the breath so much, but particularly guiding the mood, cultivating a skillful mood, strengthening the quality of, of brightness, of gladdening, also the quality of concentration. So in those reflections on the breathing with the mind, first of all, uh, the Buddha encourages contemplating the breath, observing, feeling the breath, experiencing the mind, being consciously aware of the mental aspect. Then gladdening the mind, breathing in, breathing out, gladdening the mind, consciously inclining the, the mind towards brightness, to delight, enjoyment, gladdening. And consciously directing the uh, the mind towards concentration. I'll breathe in, breathe out, concentrating the mind. 
then the last section of that, liberating the mind, feeling the breath, liberating the mind. So as we develop the mindfulness of breathing, there's a, a steady progression towards the qualities of, of mind and refinement. Brightness of mind, concentration of mind, and liberation of mind. There's a smooth flow, and then that leads into the final part, breathing with wisdom, the dhammanupassana aspect of mindfulness of the breath, which is about the development of insight. So through this teaching, there's a, a steady and natural refinement going from the, the physicality of the body, the kaya, through the sensations, through the mind states, then refining the mind states to be more bright, to be more concentrated, then inclining towards the quality of liberation. In this last section of that teaching, starts off by the, the Buddha saying, contemplating the, the in-breath in terms of impermanence, contemplating the out-breath in terms of impermanence, seeing the, the changing quality, the changing nature of the breath. So there's a, a natural and easy flow between the aspects of working with the, the texture of the breath, the content of that experience, to developing insight, developing the perspective on the, the process of experiencing itself. The first three stages, the body, the feelings, mental states, focuses on the content of the experience. And the fourth part, Dhammanupasana, steps outside of that and looks at the nature of experiencing itself. Stepping out of the content, letting go of the content of experience to look at the nature of experiencing itself, to look at the process of experiencing. So as we focus on the breath, paying closer and closer attention, inclining towards brightness, concentration, then that leans into the, the skill of letting go. In that teaching, side by side, the Buddha puts concentrating the mind and liberating the mind side by side. So concentration doesn't mean a, a tight grip, a fastening, a clutching, but a clarification, seeing more clearly, seeing with less confusion, feeling and knowing the quality of the breath without distraction. 
But there's not a tightness, there's not a rigidity. And when we find that the attention is able to settle on the breath easily, steadily, when there is that quality of samadhi, steadiness, then the next step is that process of liberating, relaxing the field of attention, opening it, broadening the field of attention. So the, the, the mind is focused on the present, but then steps back, opens up the field of awareness, and simply notices the quality of changingness, the anicchata, the impermanence, the changing nature of the process of breathing. Breathing with wisdom. And as the Buddha goes on to describe that, deepens further and further, contemplating impermanence, contemplating the viraga, dispassion, contemplating niroda, cessation, and relinquishment, vosaga, letting go. So as the mind is more and more completely aware of that changing nature of the breath, then that quality of non-attachment, non-identification, is strengthened. as a letting go because there is no thing there that can be held, that can be owned. So any kind of holding on is pointless. So seeing the quality of change of anicca in the breath, in all of those patterns of experience, Within that, then there is dispassion, cessation, relinquishment, ripening in release. Now in this uh, description, I feel it's very significant that the the relationship between concentration, samatha, and insight, vipassana, is very natural, very easy. It's just a seamless connection. It's not a completely separate, different kind of a practice, but rather one is merely, simply the progression of the other. When the mind is concentrated, the attention is steady in the present, then it's more able to see the nature of the way things are. Notices the, the changing and impersonal, unsatisfactory nature of all things. Now the teachings, the Buddha pointed this out in a similar way. It's natural when the mind is concentrated for it to know, for knowledge and vision of the way things are to be formed, to know clearly. This is the way it is. All things are necessarily anicca, dukkha, anatta. And then from that, 
There is dispassion, viraga, coolness, nibhuti. There's a letting go. And with that letting go, there's a quality of freedom, vimuti. So in all of this, it's not a matter of I have to concentrate, or I'm now concentrated enough, now I've, uh, uh, I should be developing insight, I should let go. Notice those I am's, I should, I musts, as they take shape around this practice. But along the way, to see if effort can be made, the, the mind can discern where things are at, the quality of feeling, the quality of concentration. And through that seeing, let the adjustments be made. So we're training the, the mind, training the heart in guiding the practice based on right view, attuned view, based on Dhamma, rather than based on me doing something to get a, a particular result. Well, for some of us, the, the mind is very agitated, very busy. Just uh, two or three, three or four days into the retreat time and a lot of activity. And concentration is hard to establish. That's the case. That's what we work with, is the feeling of a lot of distraction. So if that's the case, then bring the attention to the body. Relax the body. Cultivate the quality of, of ease and settledness in the body. The more relaxed the body is, the more calm and settled, then that supports a relaxation of mind. If on the other hand you find the attention is quite steady, the mind quite stable, concentrated already, then notice that. Let that be what you work with. Let that progression from concentration to insight, letting go of the content of, of experience to notice the process of experiencing. Let that be established. We work with the way things are. We work with the way this body, this mind is. Not how we think it should be or we want it to be. But we work with what's here. When the attention is easily established in the present, consciously expand the, the space of awareness. To be looking, knowing that the flow of experience, the anicchata, the changingness, Let that then inform the quality of letting go, relinquishment, non-grasping. When we're developing insight, it's not a matter of repeating to ourselves, anicca, 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 or anicca, dukkha, anatta, over and over. 
the point is not simply the application of those reflections, or giving the mind instructions, but the point is the effect that those instructions have, or the result of that kind of reflection. So when there is that recognition of change, of anicca, the mind <coughs> opens and sees that process of experiencing, notice what's that, what that's like, feel that quality of spaciousness, naturalness and ease that comes with that. Acknowledge that. When there is no grasping, there's peace. It's like this. And then when there's distraction, the mind gets caught up and carried away, falls asleep, gets busy with something. When that's noticed, feel that. This is the mind in the state of grasping. It feels like this. Notice that sense of limitation or stressing, burden. Feel that, know that. Then in a direct fashion, the quality of grasping is known and the effects of that. The quality of non-grasping is known and the effects of that. Then they speak for themselves. We don't have to say, I should develop non-grasping. I should let go of all the grasping. There's no I needed. It's a natural inclination. The attunement of the heart to that experience is exactly what informs the direction, gives the direction to what is skillful, what is noble, what is liberating.